What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in today's video, we're gonna be going through the weekly injury report. So talking about all the players who are questionable, doubtful, or out heading into the week nine slate of games, going through all the Sunday games, and then also you know making some projections for Monday. Before I do jump into it, if you have any questions, drop them down below. Uh, if you guys do enjoy the content, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. I would really appreciate it. But let's just jump right into the players who are questionable, starting it off with a pair of Packers wide receivers. We've got Alan Lazard dealing with a shoulder injury and then Christian Watson with his concussion. I would say if Lazard plays in this game, you're gonna wanna fire him up as a solid start. Christian Watson, you know, it'll be interesting to see him if he is playing, but fantasy-wise, not someone we're interested here. I'd say if both of these guys are out, uh, Dobbs becomes a lot more interesting. I'd say even if just Lazard is out, I think Dobbs is also, you know, I guess a playable option. Not someone I'd love, but definitely becomes more viable. And then we've got to talk about DeAndre Swift again, because I believe he was off the injury report at this time last week. Um, you know, he doesn't have a huge role in his first game back. And now he's questionable. I think he's going to play, but I feel like he's just going to be a disappointment. I think in my original running back rankings, I had him a slot ahead of Jamal Williams. At this point, we got to dock Swift and, you know, bump up Jamal a few spots. It doesn't seem like this is a progression where he's going to, you know, get more and more work. It seems like he's in this weird spot where they just have him in this minimal workload. So not someone I love this week, but with all the buys at the running back position, I definitely think he's still startable. I just wouldn't have the expectations crazy high, and I would feel more comfortable with Jamal Williams this week. Then we have Damian Harris with an illness. Not necessarily, you know, super fantasy relevant. I would just say this is more so for Ramondre, who probably becomes top five, top six play if Damian Harris is out. So if Harris misses, you're obviously firing up Ramondre, but you're probably starting him anyway, unless you're just absolutely stacked at the running back position. Then after him, we have Darren Waller, who it seems like we talk about every single week. He's still dealing with that hamstring injury. Per usual, I'm going to say if he's starting, I'm going to be starting him in my lineup. I just think he's one of those tight ends who's so talented. Even if he's at 80, 90%, you still want to play him. If he's out, you know, I'm not super interested in Foster Moreau, unless there's just no other options on the waiver wire. And then another guy who we just continue to talk about week after week, James Conner. It sounds like he's going to be a true game time decision, still dealing with the uh, rib injury. I would say if he plays, we're probably going to see some sort of committee with him and Eno Benjamin. So even if he's active, I don't love the idea of throwing him into my lineup. If you're desperate, I get it. I think if Connor's out, you fire up Eno as a very strong play. But then if Connor's playing, I think it just turns into a messy situation. We have Van Jefferson, who I wouldn't say is super fantasy relevant on his own, but you know, could be interesting as the wide receiver three. Probably just gonna be more of a nuisance to, you know, an Allen Robinson, um, I guess, resurgence this season, because I think Van Jefferson is more talented than Skoranek and could also eat into uh Allen Robinson's opportunities here. Ryan Tannehill, questionable with that ankle injury. I think outside of Superflex leagues, I mean, this is basically, you know, nothing for fantasy because we're not starting any pass catcher for the Titans. We're not starting Ryan Tannehill in a one quarterback league. We're not starting Malik Willis in a one quarterback league. And we're obviously going to be firing up Derrick Henry. So just throwing him on here because he is, you know, fantasy relevant. But in terms of like switching anything up here, I feel like this doesn't really change anything, whether he plays or does not. And then just kind of projecting for the Monday game where we have the Ravens playing. We're looking at Mark Andrews and Gus Edwards as um, questionable guys here. And Jarvis Landry also with an ankle, but I wouldn't consider him super fantasy relevant. 
For Andrews dealing with the shoulder and knee, I would say if he plays, you're probably just going to have to start him. Hopefully we have some indication on whether or not he's going to play, you know, before a game time decision where you can actually, you know, start someone if he's going to be out. I would say if Andrews is out, um, you should be confident to play Isaiah Likely. That could also be the way you navigate this situation. If it looks like Andrews is going to be a game time decision, you pick up Likely so you do have a replacement. Because I think if Andrews is out, Likely is a mid-tier tight end one. So it's not even like you're starting some you know bum. Likely is very playable if Mark Andrews does miss this game. And then Gus Edwards with that hamstring. I'd say if he's out, Kenyon Drake becomes a decent play. But once again, it turns into an iffy situation if you know we don't know if he's going to play until the day of. So something we'll just have to continue to navigate moving forward. Looking at the one player who's doubtful this week, it is Josh Reynolds with a back injury. I don't think anyone was really firing him up this week, but you know, just throwing it out there. And then moving into the players who have already been ruled out, we do have some just big name studs who you know are not going to be playing this week, which is obviously unfortunate. Starting off with the Chargers wide receivers, I guess Keenan Allen would be the more surprising guy. Not necessarily surprising if you've been you know watching the injury reports this week. But when he plays uh, heading into the bye week, then you get the bye week, you'd expect him to come back from that bye and be ready to go. So it's a pretty huge red flag that he did not practice this week and then has already been ruled out, you know, not even going to like test it out before game time. If I had to guess, I feel like he's probably going to miss at least another game or two here, which is brutal. As expected, Mike Williams is out with that ankle injury. I think this makes Josh Palmer a stronger play. I think he's somewhere in like the fringe top 24 range. I feel like people are going to get a little too excited about him and think he's going to be like Mike Williams, Keenan Allen production. We have to remember here, Josh Palmer is now going to be getting you know the most attention from the uh, secondary, and it could just be a rough offensive showing altogether from the Chargers. So I do think he's playable and startable. But I wouldn't go out of my way to bench like solid producers for Josh Palmer. I just think there is some risk there. And then if you guys are interested in the uh, kicker breakdown, Dustin Hopkins, the Chargers kicker, is out with a hamstring injury. So if he's you know sitting in your lineup, you're going to have to pivot. We have Chuba Hubbard, who is out with an ankle injury. This is solid news for Deonta Foreman, who just balled out dominant fashion with Chuba out last week. I think Foreman is a very strong probably high-end RB2 this week, just with all the running backs on by. I think that's probably where he's slotting in. Jamar Chase, as expected, out with that hip injury. I'm not going to be one of these people who's panicking after one down game that the Bengals had without him. Like I'm still firing up T. Higgins as a strong wide receiver one, firing up Tyler Boyd as a very strong wide receiver two, and I still think Joe Burrow is very startable. I guess probably one of the biggest stories this week was the Jonathan Taylor, I guess like re-aggravating his ankle. He has been ruled out for this one. So Deion Jackson is someone who I do think is a viable play. Also, we have Naheem Hines traded. So we could see a huge workload out of Deion Jackson. He doesn't have like a great matchup against the Patriots, but in a week where the running back position is very, very thin, I think Deion Jackson is definitely someone who is going to be startable. Then looking at a Patriots wide receiver, Devonta Parker, he is out with a knee injury. I think we just continue to fire up Jacoby Myers as a great play. Maybe we see a little Tyquan Thornton here and there. Not someone who I'm you know interested in fantasy for this season, but you know an interesting guy for uh, dynasty purposes. We have Corey Davis out with a knee. I feel like everything that's kind of transpired this week for the Jets is making Garrett Wilson a strong play this week. We know he's wildly talented. The problem is the passing volume hasn't been there and there's been a lot of competition. Corey Davis is out. Elijah Moore is still likely going to get out snapped by Denzel Mims. 
And if Denzel Mims is operating as the number two, I want to be, you know, starting the number one in that offense. So I do think Garrett Wilson is actually a strong play this week with Corey Davis out. Then looking at a few commanders players, we have Jahan Dotson out with the hamstring. Unfortunate that he's still missing time. You know, he had a hot start to the season. Hopefully we'll see him back out there. Obviously, Terry is a very strong play. Curtis Samuel, startable, fringe, flex option, somewhere in that range. And then J.D. McKissick is out with a neck injury. Looking at this commander's backfield, I think this is a prime opportunity to start Antonio Gibson. I thought he was a fringe start um, heading into the week before I even knew that McKissick was going to be out. He had seen a really solid receiving role, but J.D. McKissick was the guy kind of holding him back from taking, you know, like all the two-minute drill, all the third downs, all those situations. So it's definitely possible that we see Antonio Gibson continue to split the early down work with Brian Robinson like he's done the last few weeks and then just take over all the third downs and the two-minute drills. That would honestly make Antonio Gibson a very, very strong play. So definitely someone to look at if you had him locked onto your bench. And then just a few, I guess, not super relevant pieces on the Buccaneers. Cameron Brait still out with that neck. If the offense was good, Kate Otten could be interesting, but they haven't proven that they're good. Russell Gage out with the hamstring. Once again, if the offense was good, maybe Julio's got some value. But at this point, you know, can't be trusting the, uh, I guess, the wide receiver three and the uh, new tight end one for this team. So those are all the injuries for the uh, week nine slate. If you guys enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Uh, Thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one.